the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We as God's children need to understand that the laws given to Moses by God on Mount Sinai so many years ago have relevance in our lives today. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks from the subject, the Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. Turn back to the book of Exodus as we continue our series, The Ten Commandments. We deviated from it last Sunday as we preached the second part of the Lord's Supper. But we're back in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. We've been laboring with that verse, and uh, we're going to still be laboring with that verse. I've not preached the Ten Commandments in my ministry, so I'm going to hang here until God gets through with me. Amen? Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me before me. America is drifting farther and farther from God and signs of erosion are so evident all around us as God is subtly being removed and denied at every level of society. The numbers are increasing at an alarming rate from those who are against the Lord Jesus Christ his, and the word of God. For example, many are offended at the nativity scenes, no longer want prayer in school, don't want football games, no prayer, don't want prayer at graduations. Holidays, Christmas holidays are now relabeled winter holidays. We have the legalizing of abortion and same-sex marriages, the tolerization of immorality and in the leadership of our country. And many have exchanged the Bible for psychics and mediums, and now many are offended by the Ten Commandments and are doing whatever it takes to get them off the wall. Can you believe that? Why are the Ten Commandments such an issue? Arthur Pink responds to the question by saying, and I quote, today is a day of lawlessness. The spirit of our times is one of unbounded freedom. One of casting off all restraints, despising all authority. Since God himself is no longer feared by the majority, many no longer respect the God-ordained authority of government. Many do not want parents, the authority of parents, the authority of the church leaders. No longer are educators even appreciated. The authority of the teacher is gone. The kids, the students in the room have more rights than the teachers. And because of unbounded iniquity on every hand, the love of many professing saints uh, for their God and the law has grown cold. Just as Christ has prophesied in Matthew 24, 12, which says, and I quote, and because lawlessness will abound, 
the love of many will grow cold. It was J.I. Packard who described America's moral and ethical thinking this way, and I quote, we have assumed that self-exploration exploration, and self-discovery is a prime task and any means to that end that does not violate others' freedom or destroy their well-being should be thought allowable. And the tolerization of deviant behavior should be practiced up to the limits as being both civilized virtue and a universal duty, unquote. Beloved, now let me tell you something. It's absolutely frightening to see how the spiritual climate of our country has plummeted from hot, lukewarm to downright cold. America's cold. And if God's people do not humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, the worst is yet to come. As the majority in our country have concluded, I am free to be me. What is the law? Stuart Briscoe, the author of Playing by the Rules, defines the law this way, and I quote, the law is the expression of the mind of God relative to what man ought to be, unquote. The psalmist in Psalms 19.7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. In other words, the law requires perfection, and apart from Christ, no one else measures up to God's standard, not you, me, or anybody else. The law is a revelation from God who has drawn the line between right and wrong. The law tells you what's right, and the law tells you what's wrong. The law is, is inspired enough to tell you thou shalt not in a world that says I have my right to do whatever I want. In a world that says there is no right or wrong, everything is relative. God says, there is a line, and I have drawn it, being God by myself. The law draws a line. Let me tell you something about the law. The law never made a man a sinner. It revealed the fact that we are sinners. The law doesn't save. However, it was a tutor to lead us to Christ. We asked the question, do the Ten Commandments have any significance today? Of course they do. Jesus himself says in Matthew 5, 17, and I quote, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. In other words, beloved, not as a means of justification, but as a means of demonstrating that we have been justified when we abide and take heed to the commandments of God. I know last time I talked about, oh, extensively, uh, the significance of the Ten Commandments and, and uh, so forth, and we just gave all of those. If you want to hear all that, you can uh, get a tape. But I want to kind of get to where we are today. is when God says, you shall have no other gods before me, what does he mean? You shall have no other God. You shall have no other God before me. In other words, Jehovah God, number one, Jehovah God is to be the only object of our worship, which means that we must not own anything, seek anything, desire, 
or love or worship none other. Jesus Christ alone is to be the object of our worship. When he says, you shall have no other gods before me, what does he mean? Secondly, literally in the Hebrew, God is saying beyond me or by the side of me, you shall have no other gods. In other words, God prohibits polytheism, which is the, the worship of many gods. He prohibits idolatry and the worship of idols in your thoughts, in your words, and in your deeds. In your what? Thoughts, in your what? Words and deeds. God forbids idolatry, and you can document for scripture references Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 11, 17. And 19. When God says, You shall have no other gods before me, what does He mean? He means this God is God all by Himself and will not share His glory with another. Let me show you what the scripture says. Look at Isaiah 42 8. Isaiah 42 8. You need to look at your Bible. Someone next to you don't have a Bible, share your Bible. This is a Bible teaching church. And without the Bible, you just don't have a point of reference. God is saying, I'm God all by myself and will not share my glory. And many times we pride ourselves in stealing God's glory. Look at Isaiah 42, 8. It says, I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory I will not give to another nor my praise to graven images. God says what he means and means what he says. In other words, this is saying to worship any other gods would be setting up rivals to the one true God. God is commanding us to remove every competing loyalty from our heart. God doesn't want anything in competition with him. It is saying that God's character demands our loyalty. His holiness demands our loyalty. His justice demands our loyalty. His goodness demands our loyalty. His mercy demands our loyalty to him. His omniscience demands our loyalty. His omnipresence demands our loyalty. His omnipotence demands our loyalty. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Ten Commandments. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. God's character demands our loyalty. We demonstrate our loyalty by worshiping the only one and true God. When he says, you shall have no other gods before me, exactly what he's saying. I don't want you to miss the point of the verse. I'm going to be writing this verse a while because you will know this verse when I am off this verse. Amen. It means that the Lord will not accept anything less than first place in your hearts. Amen. And don't say you don't understand that verse anymore. <laughs> it means that he will not accept anything less than what? Oh, second place? Huh? The Spurs? Oh. Your job? You? No, God wants what place? Amen. First place. He's a first place God. He's a first class God. He's a superior God. 
and he wants first place and anything else is put away. It's put away. And, uh, oh, I enjoyed talking about the last time uh, the uh, Westminster Confession of Faith as it relates to uh, the worship of God alone. And we dealt with all of that. And it's just it just thrilled my heart. And we talked about how do we avoid idol worship? How do we avoid idol worship? Let me just, that was, that was just so good to my soul. Truth is worth repeating, isn't it? I'm going to get to this new point, but it just, it's, it's something about a review. All right, all right. You ever had review questions in school? Review? You, you reviewed, then you went to the new. So I do have something to preach. Don't think I don't have anything. But some of y'all need to get the point. How do we avoid idol worship? Number one, it was three W's. Remember those W's? The first one was walk. W, walk with God daily. Walk with God. As you walk with God, there'll be less worshiping of of other gods. As we commune with God daily, nothing else satisfies. We desire more of him and less of what this world has to offer as we walk with our God daily. So when you walk with him, nothing else seems to satisfy. Secondly, the second W is worship. We worship God daily. It was D.L. Moody who said, Satan doesn't care what we worship as long as we don't worship God. <laughs> you worship whatever you want. We have, we have the innate ability to worship. You're going to, all, of you, all of you are worshiping something. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something else. You have a God. <laughs> and you're going to suffer the consequences if it's not the God. So you walk with God, you worship God, because when you worship God, it keeps your mind off of other cheap substitutes. And then thirdly, you're to hide the word of God in your heart. Walk, worship, word. Hide the word of God in your heart. Psalms 119, 11 says, thy Word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. It was John Calvin who said, all who forsakes the word will fall into idolatry. You forsake the word of God. You read this book now, now and then. You only read this book as a spare time. You pull it out when you need it. If, if it's only a crisis book when a crisis come and you don't just enjoy the word for what it is. You are destined to fall into idolatry. What God commanded Israel is also good for the church today. Put away your foreign gods. What gods? What gods? I talked about the God of self. The God of self. That's, I had to start with that because you, many times you in God's way. It's easy for you to put yourself in the place of God. You know, you're a mess. I tell you, you're a mess and don't know how much of a mess you are. And you're really a mess when you're in a mess and don't know you're a mess. The God of self. Let me show you, let me show you how dangerous it is. Many of you cannot deny yourself because you're so full of yourself. Jesus can't be Lord because you're in control of yourself. You don't seek him, you don't acknowledge him, you don't confess to him, 
You don't even hear him because you have exalted yourself and your will over God. Because you fail to humble yourself, you habitually seek your own interests and not the interests of others. Your time, talent, and treasures are for your own personal wants and desires. God of self. Many give so little to the church and expect so much from the church in return because of your sinful, selfish ways. Shout me happy, sing me happy, pray, give me, but I ain't moving. God of self. Some of you have worshipped yourself so long till you drunk on yourself and a stench in the nostrils of God. The God of self will cause you to tap your own family. Cause you to tap the choir and the church committee. The God of self. The God of self. You look out for yourself. Thrill yourself. You even serve yourself. The God of self will cause you to entertain yourself and promote yourself. The God of self causes you to rebel against the authority because it's my rights. You look out for your rights. And because so many of you are into yourselves, you clutter yourselves up with jewelry looking like a jewelry box. Because of the God of self, you take pleasure in body piercing, beads all on your tongue. 50 of them on your eyelids. You can't even blink anymore. They're all in your belly buttons and lips. It's the end thing of the day. You mutilate your God-given body because of the God of self. You're so consumed with yourselves that you're even tattooing and marking your body up with all kinds of signs and symbols and pictures and demonic expressions. Every time I talk about tattooing, somebody don't believe it's in the Bible. Let me show you in the Bible. Don't ask me if it's in the Bible anymore. Everything I preach is in the Bible. Don't ask me, is it there? Read it. Leviticus 19.28. You open and read it with your own eyes. It's in the book. You just want to do what you want to do so bad, you even challenge the book. That's the God of self. Leviticus 19.28. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the law. I don't care if Dennis Rotman do it. I don't care if Ivan do it. And what's that guy? What's that star for the Philadelphia? Look at the all stars. Y'all look at all star. Everybody got a tattoo. I love what David Robinson said. They were interviewing him on sports. He said, my son want all this stuff. And I tell you, not in my house. He said, once you get grown, you can do it. That's why you're under my house. I'm glad he got enough sense to say, not in my house. Me in my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Don't you know, most of the folk you fall in love with are lost and going to hell. And they ain't going to send you there if you start worshiping. Because they do it don't mean, mean it's right. Everything glitters not gold. What's fashionable is often sinful. I'm talking about God of self. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. 
You can't follow God Amen. till you deal with you. When God saved you, you know, the first order of the day is, is you. Amen. Is to deal with you. You've been in control and doing your own thing. God said, now nah, I got to deal with you. I got to I got to carve on you. I have to purge you. I have to weed you and wing you till you desire nothing but me. Nothing but me. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I'm going to go on off to this next God. When are you going to get tired of yourself? When you get tired of yourself? Tell me, I think y'all all right. You're not all right. Get out of God's way. Let him be God. He wants to bless you, but you won't let him. He's ready to whoop some of y'all. Beloved, be it known to you today, only when God slays the God of self and you worship God in spirit and in truth, let God be God by surrendering yourself and myself to Jesus Christ. Let me talk about another God. You shall have no other gods before me. No other. Let me talk about another God. I'm going to hang on these gods a while. Some of y'all think y'all don't have them. Now, you already got that personally, but you got more and more. Some of y'all got more and more. I talk about the God of self. Some of y'all already struck out. <laughs> Let me talk just for a moment about the God of religion. I want to talk about the God of religion. Y'all going to bear with me? Now, y'all don't get mad at me. If you, I'm just a male man. Call my daddy and let him know. The God of religion. I suspect that Satan has seduced more professing Christians. You notice I said professing. That's a key word. I suspect that Satan has seduced more professing Christians through the God of religion than any other gods. Multitudes have gone to hell through the church, through the deception of the God of religion. You see, the God of religion says it's okay to possess the spirit of religion. Just don't possess the spirit of Christ. Be religious. Have religious words. Look religious. Just don't possess the spirit of Christ. Because you get saved by the spirit of Christ, you know. The God of religion says, worship God in external, formalized, methodical, ritualistic ways, but stay away from repentance, brokenness, and humility. I say, come to church. Fight for your same parking spot. Get upset about your same seat that somebody's sitting in. <laughs> yes, sir. But just don't get broken over your sins. Don't repent. Don't confess. Don't humble yourself. Just stay religious. The God of religion says it's all right to be devout and pious. And loyal to your religious activities. Go and have your annual men's day. Have your annual women's day. Go on and have your kings and queen contest. 
Go and wear your woman in red. Go and prance around and give God a good offering. Just don't serve me from the heart. Yeah. Just don't have a genuine relationship. The God of religion says it's okay to bow down to me. After all, you are religious. Go on and bow down. You, you religious enough? It's all right. A little religion will do. The God of religion says, go ahead with your religious talk. Just don't have a righteous walk. The God of religion says, go on, shout, tell the church up. Just don't act better when you're laying. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. God of religion says, sing me happy, then cut up in choir rehearsal. <laughs> God of religion say, come on to church, just don't sing out the same hymn book. Go on talk right to say amen, say hallelujah, go on and weigh your hand, just don't have a relationship. The God of religion says, uh, go on and possess the title without the relationship. Pride, pride yourself in being a preacher. Pride yourself in being called a deacon. Go on and be prideful about being a counselor. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.